Mike's Daily Podcast. Mike's Daily Podcast. How did I get here? Oh, it's Mike's Daily Podcast. It's Cafe Anyway Somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth, Podcastro Valley 10. And today we're going to talk about stuff that's real fun. We're going to be on this F episode 2456, 2456. And I guess that's it for that song. Mike's Daily Podcast. But it's great because it's a daily podcast and it's very it's a very helpful podcast for you. Mike's because Daily We're gonna cover some things podcast. and have a podcast picture. Yeah! The last episode, episode 2,455, was was called Changing. And I featured a picture I took, a, I think I took it, either I did or my lovely lady friend did, a year ago, of a deer with little antlers up on a hill in sunset. See that picture at mikesdailypodcast.com. And today, to, oh, first... Must I, I must say that everything, everywhere, all at once, very entertaining and bizarre. And go see that before you go see some stupid Marvel multiverse stupidity. See this movie that has an interesting script, an interesting concept behind it. Doesn't have all the money of Disney behind it, although it does have the Russo brothers. Who did produce or did, did they directed several Marvel movies? Winter Soldier, the all the Avenger Endgame and Infinity Wars and all that stuff. But this movie, it just is it's like nothing I've ever seen. Although it does kind of feel like a Marvel movie in, in parts, but it's fascinating. And I'd much rather go see that before I go see some Doctor Strange nonsense. Anyway. Cafe anyway I saw it last night And really enjoyed it So There's my Little two cents about that The podcast picture Will do it from Pleasanton From a nice sunset recently How about that I'm into sunsets lately That's Yeah We'll just go with that Or maybe my walk from yesterday Cause I took a lovely walk By myself Usually in the past, I would take this wonderful guy, the late great Basil the Boxer. I lost him almost two years ago. The anniversary is coming up. And I miss him loads. He was a great, great dog. And I just do not have time right now in my life to have a dog. The stuff that I do at work has gotten a lot more complicated. But I'm hoping for maybe a little respite at some point would be nice. A little respite. And actually a little barbecue pit would be really, really nice. Is there any barbecue here at Cafe anyway? I don't know half these people. I don't know what's on the menu. I wish I did. Oh, I guess we could have some croutons. Or tater tots. Or something yummy. But maybe rather something healthy. Because my BMI is not doing so good these days. Oh, hey. So just so nobody's confused. I tried to do a search on my phone, on my smartphone, to find Mike's Daily Podcast. And I put my name in, Mike Matthews. Well, there is a guy 
who used to go by Michael Matthews. Now he's shortened it to Mike Matthews. It's this bodybuilder guy. And so he does a podcast about how to build up your muscle memory and your muscle mass and all that. I'm like, why? For years, he was just Michael Matthews. Now he's Mike. Now it's, com- now it's competing with me because he's had books and he's best-selling book writer and all that. So a lot of people know about him already. And when you do a search, he pops up first. So just another reason why. You should always listen to podcasts by people that are more independent, that are less well-known, that are under the radar, because they need your help. They need their your support. They need your support because just like people trying to sell items outside of Amazon, but to try to sell stuff on the internet, it's very, very difficult unless you pay Amazon a bunch of money, pay Google a bunch of money. Oh my, okay, Google just popped up. Okay, Google, how much would it cost to buy my podcast a higher status? Oh, she just shut down. She's like, I'm too shy. I don't want to be on your podcast. So just, you know what I'm saying, support. Support the the moms and pops, whether it be in a brick and mortar or somebody who's trying to sell stuff online that does it on their own or someone who's trying to do a podcast on their own. That's all I'm saying. We all need a little bit of respite. So this guy goes on and on. This Mike Matthews now. I'm just going to keep calling him Michael Matthews. But Michael. So Michael is talking all about Building body Building your body up Muscles And all that But I want to talk about Body max Body mass Index Body max The new protein supplement No The body mass index Is very confusing And the latest podcast by uh, WNYC On the media Is talking a lot about that And and about obesity And And about how in media it's always obese people get COVID first And are more susceptible to dying from it and all that But BMI, they were discussing that a little bit And Emily Donovan wrote on MSN And wrote this uh, article on MSN.com About Body mass index Is it an accurate snapshot Of a person's health Or is it just saying A person's big A person's large That's really all a body mass index does Does it really tell us If you're healthy Emily I'm gonna I'm going to presume Because I don't like saying the other word I'm going to presume Because everybody hates the other word these days I'm going to guess That Emily is a woman So if Emily I think what she's saying is the following Uh, It might come as a surprise to some That the basis of one of the most important And widely used health metrics Is a 190 year old index That was invented By a Belgian statistician As we go outside a cafe anyway Where you're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast Somewhere in Podcaster Valleyton Someone from Belgium the, p- the place where they 
make delicious waffles. And if you eat a lot of those, your body mass index will definitely get larger. And here's another interesting thing about this Belgian statistician. This Belgian statistician had absolutely no expert medical knowledge named Adolf Quetelet. Maybe it's Quetelet. Quetelet sought to determine the measurements of the average man. In the course of his work, Quetelet developed a mathematical formula taking, taking an individual's weight in kilograms and dividing this by their height in meters squared. The BMI, ostensibly, is a rudimentary tool to tell us about how much excess body fat a person or a population of people have, but it has many shortcomings. It may be inaccurate when applied to particularly tall or short people. It also isn't especially useful when applied to people who have a lot of muscle, like professional athletes. Apparently, a lot of people like in the NFL, for example, something like 20% have over, uh, are too big in their BMI would be considered obese. According to the BMI, Richie McCaw was extremely overweight when he led the All Blacks to World Cup glory in 2015. So why are we using the metric? Professor Sir Jim Mann of Otago University says the BMI is a reasonably good indicator of body fatness at a population level. And body fatness at a population level is one of the major determinants of health in a country or internationally. But there are limitations. And he says, I think it's important to be aware of those limitations. It is certainly useful when the BMI is markedly raised. If you're talking about a BMI over 30, It is also almost always very relevant and very useful and should be important to start the conversation when a general practitioner or a hospital doctor sees a patient if they see a BMI BMI over 30. The real difficulty is when the BMI is in the slightly elevated range, that 25 to 29 sort of area. That is when it is particularly important to look at it in the context of other clinical Measurements. One criticism of BMI is that because it was invented by a European man in a then largely monocultural country in the 1800s, it is not applicable to people from different ethnic groups. And that, according to this professor, Sir Jim, says that is indeed backed up by the data. He says there's one situation which I think is particularly important to mention in the New Zealand context, and that is the, it's the Maori and the Pacific people. They do tend to have more muscle than the average person that is non-Pacific, non-Maori. And that means at any given BMI, they will have a little, a bit less body fat and a bit more muscle. Interestingly, there are a group of people who differ at the other end, which is to say at a given BMI, they have more body fat and less muscle than European populations. And I'm talking about in general people from the Indian subcontinent and perhaps for them, there should be a lower cutoff as to when people are regarded as being overweight. And that is the Professor Sir Jim Mann who 
says also it is equally difficult for the medical profession whether they're doctors or nurses to know how to tackle it and in the past I believe my own profession the medical profession tended to go in for stigmatization they either ignored the issue of obesity or they, when they went over the top and people were accused of being gluttons or something which is completely inappropriate the vast majority of people who have got excess fat are fully aware of it and sometimes they welcome the discussion but it should be done in a sensitive and appropriate way that will be different for every individual but at the same time when I know that a patient with diabetes for whom I have some degree of clinical responsibility can potentially achieve remission of type 2 diabetes with all the complication that goes with type 2 diabetes there's clearly an obligation to make them aware of that but there are ways of doing it That from MSN and The Detail. Other interesting thing that you probably heard today is Uber, a leaked cache of confidential files from the ride-sharing app, illustrates ethically dubious and potentially illegal tactics the company used to fuel its frenetic global expansion beginning nearly a decade ago. This was showed by a joint media investigation and this according to the AFP and MSN.com Dubbed the Uber Files The investigation involving dozens of news organizations Found that company officials leveraged the sometimes violent backlash From the taxi industry against drivers To garner support and evaded regulatory authorities As it looked to conquer new markets early in its history The cachet includes unvarnished text and email exchanges between executives with standouts from co-founder and former chief executive Travis Kalanick, who was forced to resign in 2017 following accusations of brutal management practices and multiple episodes of sexual and psychological harassment at the company. Kalanick messaged company leaders, violence guarantees success. He pushed for counter-protest amid sometimes heated demonstrations in Paris in 2016 against Uber's arrival in the market. Uber's rapid expansion leaned on subsidized drivers and discounted fares that undercut taxi industry and often without seeking licenses to operate as a taxi and livery service. Drivers across Europe had faced violent retaliation as taxi drivers felt their livelihoods threatened The investigation found that in some instances, when drivers were attacked, Uber executives pivoted quickly to capitalize to seek public and regulatory support. Uber has adopted similar tactics in European countries, including Belgium, the Netherlands, Spain, and Italy, mobilizing drivers and encouraging them to complain to the police when they were victims of violence in order to use media coverage to obtain concessions from the authorities. Uber placed the blame today for previously publicized mistakes made by leadership under Kalanick. We've moved from an era of confrontation to one of collaboration, demonstrating a willingness to come to the table and find common ground with former opponents, including labor unions and taxi companies. This according to the Kalanick replacement, Dara Koroshashi. The investigation also accused Uber of 
having worked to evade regulatory investigations by leveraging a technological edge, it described an instance when Kalanick implemented a kill switch to remotely cut off access to devices in an Amsterdam office to Uber's internal systems during a raid by authorities. Please hit the kill switch ASAP, he wrote in an email to an employee. Access must be shut down in Amsterdam. The report says the files reveal Uber also lobbied governments to aid in its expansion, finding in particular an ally in France's Emmanuel Macron, who was economy minister from 2014 to 2016. He is now the country's president. And who knows what else? Like, what did he do here in California with that ridiculous proposition that people voted in? That basically got Uber off the hook From being sued by the state of California Or being severely regulated They basically created their own regulation Well, we're outside a cafe anyway Somewhere in Podcastro Valley The last place on earth I find that fascinating stuff Isn't that interesting? That's so interesting, is it not? This is interesting Wow, this is interesting. Hey, look who's here. Hi, Mike Matthews. It's Jelly Stewart, gift shop supervisor. Wow, that's really interesting and stuff. Yes. Mike Matthews, you're not like some muscle guy? No. Who's that? But your name's Mike Matthews. It is Mike Matthews. I'm not the muscle guy, though. Oh, that's too bad, Mike Matthews. Yes, and my BMI is messed up. That's too bad, Mike Matthews. Yeah, Belgium's. Belgians And BMI And Ubers Butterflies and zebras Moonbeams Fairy tales It's all she ever thinks about With the wind That's right Mike, Mike, Mike Matthews What you just said That was really pretty It's like a Jimi Hendrix thing Oh okay Who's that? Look who else is here Oh Mike This is Floyd the Floorman and this is John Deere, the engineer, Mike. You should really answer her question. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think she could answer her own question by going to Seattle, maybe visiting that rock museum up there, and then reading some books and listening to some music. I'm sure you can find his music on. Although he might be one of those artists on YouTube that you can't find any of Jimi Hendrix's music, like the Beatles. Spotify might be a little bit more lucky, but yeah. Well, hopefully you can find some good music to listen to. I am addicted to that song by the head and the heart. Virginia, Wind in the Night. That song is just haunting me lately. And then it's got an interesting haunting video. And I uh, I love it. But I got to wrap it up, everybody. So go to the website, MikeStaleyPodcast.com. Call me. If you have a question or if you'd like to comment, 336-MM-DAILY. 3 plus 3 equals 6-MM as in Mike Matthews. Daily as in what this podcast has been now for a couple of days. We try to be daily and sometimes we get interrupted. That whole thing. But yes. But yes. Comment there. We love your emails and your comment, not so comments. And look who else is here. Oh, wait. We said hi to everybody. That's a nightmare of a show. Hi. Floyd. Yeah. How are things going with the floor? Oh, really good. 
Excellent. Oh, and you can also email me. With that information, it's a friend. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.